Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson, and it is fight night. Friday fight night. It's a debate time on the show, one of my favorite times, and I'd like to welcome Anthony Fury, some post media columnist and national comment editor. Hey, Anthony. Long time no see, Arlene. <laughs> that is, that's very funny. And Bob Richardson, Senior Counsel at National Public Relations. Bob, you're here in the flesh, and it's nice to see you in person. Here in the flesh. Happy to be. You are. All right. We've got so much. What a week, you know. It used to be that around this time of the year, there was nothing to talk about we got a lot nonstop news. let's talk about the elephant in the room certainly for the conservative party and then we'll get what the liberals think about this because they're um, according to the latest story that i'm reading here maxine bernier who has been dominating our our imagination on what the conservatives should do and apparently the there's a liberal fundraising boost from this anthony are you surprised uh, no i'm not because I, I think this is an issue that that people chose to turn into a story a guy issues a few tweets saying I'm worried about cultural balkanization, which is a thing. I just read a great uh, feature essay in Foreign Affairs magazine by Francis Fukuyama on that very issue of identity politics and and integration versus standalone Mm -hmm. culture. Uh, Important issue. Bernier puts out a few thoughts. It's really not that big of a deal. And do people care about these issues to some degree or another? It's going to poll at like two thirds majority so forth. But the liberals say, oh, we can we can pull a racism card or a this and that. We're going to do that right now. So I'm not surprised they're polling. I think the real problem is it does make it look like the conservative caucus is divided. And Andrew mm-hmm. Shearer, oh, do I stand with this guy? Do I censure him? They're telling me to kick him out of caucus. They've got these rogue people. I, I, almost the big problem is I think it all makes Andrew Shearer actually look kind of weak and, and not like the the main guy in the party. It does. And it, but, you know, it's interesting when you say, that you read an article that from a foreign affairs point of view about this topic. It's a valid topic, Bob. Is the wording important here? And especially, let me add, for conservatives, is it important? Well, look, it, it, the wording is important for conservatives. I'm going to disagree with Anthony on this one. This one has almost nothing to do with liberals. This has to do with everything to do with internal fights in the conservative party. They're two weeks away from their mm-hmm. convention, and the guy who barely lost the leadership is basically uh, lobbing grenades at the guy who won the leadership. That's what we're seeing going on. And at the same time, I agree there. Uh, there has been some signs of some pretty weak leadership at the moment. You have that loose uh, cannon senator from uh, from uh, Saskatchewan making inappropriate comments, and they have to sort of yank her back. Then there was an MP who had to apologize for the remarks he made about Omar Al-Gabra. Then you had Maxine doing this. It kind of looks like who is running the shop there. So, uh, so I think they've got some work to do to clean up their act and to get focused. They have a national convention coming up. That's a good opportunity to do this. But this one doesn't have a lot to do with liberals. This one has a lot to do with conservative stupidity and disorganization, and they need to get their act together. All right, Anthony, Bob makes a good point in, the, in, in one way, in many ways, but the main one to me is Maxime Bernier knows what he's not. He's not uh, a political neophyte here. He knows what this means. It is a lob 
at Andrew Shear. And there's a lot of people who did not run in the last leadership race who who want to genuinely be leader and could have the chops and could pull it off because they didn't believe they could beat Trudeau a second time around. So they mm-hmm. wanted to sit it out. Yeah. And Bernie is kind of feeling like, well, I guess it's not too bad. I didn't win the first time because I'll just win the second time around. So I think Bob's totally right about that. But I, I, I do wish that that conservative politics and perhaps maybe Canadian politics in general wasn't so darn farm league that anytime someone had an idea that wasn't this, oh my God, this is it's infighting, it's this and that. You look to England, you look to the U.S., there's the, the political parties and there's the movements and there's the leaders and the leaders are respected and they have a fairly tight leash. But then there are 10, 20 other guys who have their own brands and they're doing speeches saying things that are clearly not exactly the same as whatever, you know, Mitt Romney mm-hmm. or Trump or whoever David Cameron of the day are saying. But 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 it's all right. They all get it. And there's a much more kind of free-flowing public policy intellectual uh, personality-based tradition. Not, we don't have it here. Yeah, and our not, population is closer to England. I get that they can absorb it more in the U.S., but they still do it in England, and we're kind of similar size. Yeah, we do, but we're not there yet. And we know, yeah. I mean, uh, conservatives in Canada, Bob, let's face it, I mean, you said it doesn't have a lot to do with the liberals. There's nothing the liberals love more than if they can say to the conservatives, oh, Oh, look at what they're saying from diversity. Oh, you know, this this is what happened at the last election. They are chomping at the bit for this. Is this why the fundraising perhaps is up in the liberals? And if it gets settled at this convention, could the liberals be disappointed if this goes away? Well, Arlene, say it's not so that the liberals would be feeling that. Um, uh, Yeah, I think, uh, look. I'm just speculating. uh, Look. Everybody wants to take advantage of their political opponent. Of course they do. This is a weakness for their political opponent. People also want to energize their base. So mm-hmm. conservatives tend to fundraise on certain issues that uh, that energize their base and generate money for them. Liberals tend to uh, fundraise on issues uh, that energize their base and and they fundraise to them. So that's what we're seeing a little bit uh, of uh, of this week. Uh, a lot of liberals don't like what Maxine Bernier had to say. A lot of liberals don't like what they saw in the last 10 days from the Conservative Party. It was a good opportunity for the Liberal Party to fundraise among some of its supporters and among its mm-hmm. base to try try to raise money. That's what they did. That's what you do when you run a political party. All right. What has to be done at the convention? What can heal this? Because I think you're right, Anthony, but we're not there. We know how delicate it is in this country when you bring up the word and wording matters. Does Maxine Bernier need to be um, brought down a peg or two? What does Andrew Scheer have to do to gain control? First of all, non-election year, non-leadership year, no disrespect to the wonderful Maritimes provinces. It's in Halifax. I I, I don't know if, you know, a resolution is going to come at this convention mm-hmm. per se in terms of it being, uh, it, it's not as big of an event as past ones have been. But it, it's a delicate balance because Sheer wants to say, I got a tight leash on these people. You know, uh, Stephen Harper was respected and feared. Mm-hmm. It, I won't say Justin Trudeau, but Gerald Butts is to some degree respected and feared among the Liberal caucus there. But if you, if you whip this guy too much, particularly if you kick come out a caucus or mm-hmm. something like that you risk being in a place where i think patrick brown was at about a year ago where people were kind of like well he's not even really on our side anyway <laughs> he spends more of his time chastising other conservatives mm-hmm. and being into issues we're not into so you know what if the axe falls in this guy one night we're actually going to kind of go along with it so andrew she really has to tread that carefully so i think he has to just uh bring bernier into the fold more and and kind of neutralize it take the gas can away from him so we can't pour more on the fire give him more work to do give him a give him a, a large speaking opportunity uh, just in a way but that doesn't undermine him. But embrace him still, yeah. you're saying. Oh, yeah. 
And you think that can happen? Yeah, because he's got, uh, on any given day, you know, he got 49% of the leadership vote. So depending on how the winds of change are, some days he's probably got 55% of party support or more. And uh, I think Anthony raises a good point. I think the other thing that um, we can underestimate is that uh, Maxine Bernier represents a specific point of view in Quebec, and I would argue in rural Quebec too as well. Conservatives are looking forward are looking to make major gains in those areas. Uh, he represents one of those areas uh, around Quebec City um, uh, where they would hope to uh, where they would hope to make major gains. And his views are not out of line with a number of the people out in the regions in Quebec. So uh, I think for sure to throw them out or to do things like that puts them in peril in Quebec and it makes it even harder for them to form a government next time out if that's what their goal is. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We have in the studio live Anthony Fury, Sun Post Media columnist and national comment editor, Bob Richardson, senior counsel at National Public Relations. All right, Bob, I'm going to start with you because it is a liberal problem. We have Ikra Khalid apologizing for giving that award to someone with connections to anti-Semitism. How could it be? And it is an embarrassment for the liberals here. It's an embarrassment for the liberals. This has now happened, I think, several times with this member of parliament. Um, and mm-hmm. if you take a look at the... Which uh, is an amazing statement. Uh, it is. <laughs> and if you take a look at what she said, um, let's just say her uh, view of the truth, uh, let me be uh, charitable and say it's in the gray zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think enough people, people are saying enough's enough. Either we have rules in a political party, we have things that we believe in, and either you believe in them and you run as a candidate and you get elected as a member of parliament, and if you don't, then we should not be allowing people like that uh, to uh, uh, to uh, seek our nominations, get our nominations, and serve in parliament. So I think it's very clear here that um, this person is perilously close to going over the line, and I think the swift response and the clear response obviously came from the hires up and Mm -hmm. I think their patience is limited with her too as well so I think one more misstep and somebody may find themselves being a former member of parliament. All right Anthony it is incredible it's incredible because it's happened before how does this how does this go unnoticed how does this go without consequences is even a better word you know it kind of makes Canadians feel that they don't have trust in these kind of things. Yeah, for sure. And this has only been big in the news being reported by all media outlets this week. And they're saying last week she gave an award to this fellow, mm-hmm. Amin Al-Muad, who's from Palestine House, which had its uh, federal funding revoked a few years ago because of uh, ties to extremist support mm-hmm. and, and e- extremist causes and so forth. This one fellow was leading a rally last summer that Peel Regional Police investigated for incitement to, to hatred and violence. They ultimately didn't press charges, but they were calling and he was holding the megaphone calling for the Battle of Khyber to be returned, which was a, a battle that Mohammed himself took took part in, where they uh, where they invaded a Jewish town, ten thousand Muslims, and, and 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 killed a bunch of people. So basically, saying let's bring back you know Auschwitz or so, you know something comparable to to that. I mean, a, a crazy thing uh, to be saying. And she didn't just give an award last last week, but she says in her apology from the other day, "Oh, I, I just learned about his views. I'm sorry." Well, hold on a second. No, you gave mm-hmm. him an award at least twice before. And I wrote about this and his connections back in April. I mean, I maybe you don't. I appreciate she doesn't read my columns religiously, but if someone writes a big column about you, you don't notice this sort of thing. We reached out to your office, and B'nai B'rith Canada got in touch with her around that time and said, "Hey, 
this guy's a troublemaker. What are you doing palling around with him? And she rubbed it off back then. So she knew. Yeah. All right, Bob, enough. let me just say, we were just talking and you were saying to Anthony, you know, the vulnerability of the conservatives when it came to Maxine Bernier's comments. And we were very frank about about how conservatives have to be careful. Aren't we heading here? I mean, here we have this liberal has to be almost wrestled to the ground over this. Is this not a vulnerable point for the liberals of being a little bit careless in these areas, these particular areas? I think all political parties have to be careful here. Um, you know, I think... Uh, <laughs> The leader of the NDP has to be careful on a number of issues that he's been involved in in the past, yeah. so on and so mm-hmm. forth. As you go through, uh, you know, as you go through the list, so uh, there's no question that the Liberals have to be careful on this. And uh, this member of Parliament isn't. Here's another thing. This is just a general comment. What is this nonsense of giving certificates to people who help on a barbecue? Do members of Parliament mm-hmm. have nothing better to do with their time than run around and do these sort of things? You know, if somebody wants to help on a barbecue, help on a barbecue. I don't think we we have to run out and give them uh, gold-sealed certificates for doing those They'll sort of things. And I don't care a, which party yeah, it is. Yeah, they use them as a marketing plan. I want to, while we still have time, switch over to what I think is a huge story of the day. You know, we've talked about NAFTA. Certainly, Bob, you and I have talked about it a lot. And we know that it's it certainly doesn't look good. We've got meetings between the United States and Mexico. We've been told oh, well, that's between the United States and Mexico. But we kind of had a creepy feeling here, Anthony, <laughs> that um, perhaps the president of the United States was taking the G7 com- after the, the comments and then did Saudi Arabia call President Trump and did he say, you know what, I'd like to put them in a place. Now President Trump has been very, very clear. We're leaving the Canadians out of it, he said today. Well, what do you say? Well, I mean, well, we're well, in a, a bad place. There's a whole whack of things going on here and then the optics look bad and it, it looks bad. Who knows what will happen with these deals because the president just sort of flips a coin on in any given day mm-hmm. he goes in a different direction but mexico was the focus his whole mandate to tear up nafta from the american voters is to get back at mexico because it seems like they're cheating things and they're causing them problems Looks like they were on the ropes way worse mexico than was very much on the ropes and then when we heard that they're getting a new president they're in an election they might mm-hmm. be going even more lefty in mexico well then that's just it's it they're gonna worse. they're gonna build the wall <laughs> yeah. triple times over now they're bffs and we are against the ropes so it is not a good situation to be in at all. I, I was previously very complimentary about the PMO because mm-hmm. since Trump got elected, even before Inauguration Day, they're doing all the meetings with everybody on the transition team. Something has soured, and it takes two to tango. All right. Is that fair, Bob? Isn't it looking as bad as we think it is? We're in a tough negotiation. It's there very are true. going to be times, as there was when the original uh, deal was made, where we walked away from the table. There were tantrums. There was people kicking potted plants. No, but we weren't. Things we of, weren't things left of that out. Nature. We were not uh, stood uh, up at the dance. There were times when we uh. weren't in the room. There were mm-hmm. times when we mm-hmm. were in the room. That happens. So, I mean, I don't think we can uh, we can dissect what's going on with uh, with NAFTA on a minute by minute basis. Overall, I think the government strategy mm-hmm. has been sound. What they have been doing has been smart. Um, this is also a man, let's be clear, who has lied 1,454 times on Twitter since he's become president. I know. So, his anger. So before, he's been right about his anger. Though. So, That's so before we get too carried away about what he's saying mm-hmm. today, he may be saying something entirely different tomorrow. So, you know, I, I, I don't get too panicked on this. I think the government has a good team in place. Uh, they seem to be doing the right things. They've approached it in a bipartisan manner, which I think was smart. 
Um, and, you know, we've got some good sounding boards on the outside, like Mr. Mulrooney and others who I think are are uh, are are helpful to Ooh, Mr. Mulrooney saying we got to get rid of supply management. Well, yeah. I'm I'm not sure he's saying we have to get rid of supply management, but it has to be on the table. And, and he's probably right mm-hmm. uh, that there will probably be some adjustments that need to be made there. But the point is, we got a really good team there. I don't think there's need to panic, but uh, let's see how this rolls forward. All right, we begin with Maxime Bernier, Anthony, and supply management. There is another stick that he's been poking. <laughs> he certainly is on point. It's in the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many story. Whatever analysis you read, whatever study you take a look at, th- th- there's mm-hmm. no reason why we can't phase this thing. And yes, you you make them whole, the people who have more recently bought them at market rate. You don't rip someone's mortgage away from them and take all their equity. So we'll, we'll find ways and uh, i mean to the the point what bob's saying or saying you know you don't tear it up well I, I mean nobody's saying tear it up we have different phase out times i think bernie wanted 10 years and martha hall mm-hmm. finley's talking 20 years so we got all these different metrics but the things eventually just got to go you got to phase it out all right just very quick question you mentioned jagmeet singh let's end it off with jagmeet singh on this summer weekend you know jagmeet announcing that he's running in bc we're starting to hear a little bit more of him bob how are you feeling about the decision that he's made. I mean, can you, I don't know, can you rebake a cake and get popular again? Well, he can, and he has some time. He needs to be Jagmeet Singh Mm 2.0 because the initial one out of the gate has not been good. He's been disastrous with his caucus. It hasn't been great with his party. There's not a single public policy Mm -hmm. issue that I can associate with him since he's been leader. Their fundraising's terrible. Uh, A number of the caucus members are saying, Mm -hmm. see ya and walking away. It has not been great. And quite frankly, he's been juvenile on social media. So I think he's got an opportunity here if he gets himself elected, and it appears that he will, um, to uh, kind of rebrand himself. And that's something that he really does need to do. All right. Almost out of time, Anthony. What are you you thinking here? In politics, a week is an eternity, and it seems much longer for Jagmeet. And I was reading Rex Murphy's piece in the National Post that just came out today uh, saying that he really has a mountain to climb here, and maybe he wasn't wasn't the man of the hour. I remember a poll in early 2015 that said only like 8% of Canadians knew who Tom Mulcair was, and then later on there was a three-week period where he was poised to be the 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 majority prime minister. So you guys are both totally right that anything can happen over the next few months, you know, Jagmeet Singh reboot, but does he have it in him? I don't think he has it. I think juvenile was a good term. I mm-hmm. think he, he, he got into office because they don't uh, they don't have a very good leadership structure there. He just got corralled all these votes from the sort of northwestern GTA Brampton area. He's rung in Vancouver, which is going to push him to be more of kind of far left coast. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make him appeal to broader people. I know he's already he needs got to get, Rachel Notley. I know he needs to get into so. a safe seat. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, Rachel Notley. Mm-hmm. And, and she's not, this is not a, a, a playful thing. She's being serious in all of this, all Rachel right. Notley. All right. Yeah. Anthony Fury, Post Media Columnist, National Comment Editor. Happy Friday night. Have a great night. Happy Friday. Bob Richardson, Senior Counsel at National Public Relations. Bob Richardson, you have a great evening. Have a great, have a great evening. All right. I will. I'm Arlene Bonin sitting in for Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.